Welcome. You're listening to the Across State Lines podcast. Your host is my sister, Rebecca Klein. She's a professional tour guide who's been all across the USA meeting all sorts of cool people. Our goal at this podcast is for Rebecca to interview a friend from each of the 50 states. I'm the podcast engineer, Noah Klein. You might hear me talk during the show a little bit. So please enjoy the show and welcome to Across State Lines. Uh, Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me. This is another episode of Across State Lines. Uh, This show is my ode to the USA and traveling and uh, fostering friendships and making relationships all across the United States uh, with some bonus territories as well. I'm really excited that you're joining me and uh, we're going to start up with our next guest right now. All right. uh, Welcome. So tonight, guys, today, whenever you're listening, we are joined with the beautiful Julia MacDonald. Uh, She is a current resident and born and raised uh, Vermont. How do you say it? What is is there? Vermonter is the correct term. She's a Vermonter. And uh, I met her in California. Um, yep. on the on the west coast we both worked for the same travel tour company um and uh take it away julia tell me tell me a little bit about your timeline and you know you took a break but now you're back i'm you back and i love it and i actually <laughs> had a very vermont day um we had a wicked norista last night that came in and canceled classes oh. so i woke up to a snow globe and i got my car and i drove down uh, Route 100, which is a pretty classic Vermont road to Killington Ski Resort, and oh. um, shredded it with some friends. Went and had some delicious sushi at Sushi Yoshi, which is a great <laughs> Killington restaurant, and uh, finished it off with a Valentine's party with some local craft beers, which we're also we're known for our um, for our bevies. So, so even though class was canceled, you didn't you did not hesitate for one moment to get in your car and just start driving. That's fine. No, 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 no. Our, our Dean McCormick, who's in charge of canceling school, always jokes that she's like, I cancel school. And then you guys drive farther than you ever would have to get to the mountain if I hadn't. But at yeah. least I'm not responsible for your death when you die. But it really oh. wasn't wasn't that bad. I actually had my afternoon class canceled because my professor had had her student, her kids were home from school. So okay. we only we actually had a delayed. I mean, technically, I don't think this is relevant information, but we had a delayed <laughs> arrival. So I didn't leave until. No, after. that's a thing. That's a thing. Because then I was in when I lived in the South and I lived in uh, snow territory, we'd have delayed uh, school start times all the time. So because mm-hmm. they would just be like, oh, the roads are frozen. We're going to have school at 930 instead of 745 or whatever. And that was exactly like, totally normal. And it would happen a lot. Exactly. Um, and then the whole town would get to work late and then it was like a mess because yeah, the whole work yes. was all messed up. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, so so tell me how you ended up back in Vermont and how long were you gone? Um, so I wound up back in Vermont to go to Vermont Law School, which is the only law school in Vermont, um, <laughs> which makes us pretty special. And yeah. Um, so I all was, lawyers in Vermont went to this law school or they pretty, pretty much there is a, I mean, I don't want to quote any statistics since this is a podcast, but there are <laughs> a lot of lawyers in Vermont who went to VLS, Vermont law school. Right. Um, so yeah, it's definitely good for, for networking. So that's what brought me back from California, which is where I yeah. know you from. Yeah. Um, and I was gone altogether for like what, three, four years. 
Yeah. It was a pretty yeah. good chunk of time. It was a pretty good yeah. chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, you, good, but, good, good so couple of years the there. Things, what were the things about Vermont that really pulled you back in? Like, was it the seasons? Was it the people? What's like the... I mean, is there one thing or are there seasons? People, I think um, one thing is Vermont has a lot of extremely small communities. And I think having grown up in such a small community, um, living in a city and the other places that I've lived, I really missed that. So definitely family and and friends and that unique sort of community aspect Mm -hmm. brought me back. Um, And then shockingly, I miss the seasons, which to anyone who's from the Northeast is going to be like, the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Um, But in San Francisco, as you know, it's like kind of the same year round. Um, And I weirdly had this massive craving for snow. And when I came back last winter um, to study for the LSAT, I left. If you remember, I came back to G in like, what was that, like February or March? So I got to go to Vegas and miss the entire end of the winter. So I didn't get over it and was just like, oh, my God, snow is beautiful and wonderful and I love taking right. my dog and snowshoeing and then this winter I'm living through it fully and I'm like I remember winter <laughs> is fucking terrible I am swearing a lot aren't you're I? not even close to done though I mean it's only middle of, of February you have... don't remind me I, mean, I am going goes, to goes... Miami oh. for spring Ooh. break though well there you go well let's not talk about Miami let's focus on Vermont let's talk about so Vermont. when is when is um winter over quote unquote like does it go into April or are you pretty much in the clear by April um, well, we have a saying that I think is actually unique to Vermont, which I didn't know until I went to college in Pennsylvania, where it also does snow. In yeah. in March, we say in like a lion, out like a lamb. And we used to make in kindergarten little like, you know, paper plates and on one side would be a lion and the other side a lamb. Yeah. So the goal is that it comes in, there's always like that last storm in the beginning of March and it's terrible and it goes out like a lamb and spring has arrived and you begin to hear the peepers. However... The past couple of years, like last one that I skipped out on, it was snowing in April. And yeah. we sometimes get snow in June. So you never know. <gasps> and this year, this year it started snowing on October 22nd. Ooh. So, and it usually doesn't snow until after Thanksgiving. You're like, when it snows on Thanksgiving, you're like, whoa, it's so Stoked. early. Yeah. And this year it was like, okay, how about Halloween? How does that <laughs> sound? <laughs> so, so was, is it more, you're not really getting the seasons. You're getting a summer and a winter. You're not really at getting this a point. Fall. Yeah, the fall was pretty ugly here, which is also, I should say, unfortunate because, especially You're if known for it, there's yeah. so many people from out of state who were so excited for this glorious fall. And I myself had not been home for fall because I came back in November of last year yeah. when all the, the leaves had fallen off. They call Already it stick gone. season when it's all yeah. just like gray. And mm. so I was devastated because the fall is is glorious and you get to wear a scarf and you go on long walks and the orange Boots. leaves surround you. And it was just like rained for the entirety of September and October. And I felt so bad for the leaf peepers who had paid thousands of dollars to ride the tour buses around to stand in the rain. So, but did the, were there beautiful colors or was it just great? Gorgeous colors. No, no, no. It was, there was a couple of days that had some really, really beautiful colors, but the colors come out in the sun. So you need that. You need the, you need the, you need the sunshine to really, really get the, you know, the hillsides all, all in their glory. Totally. Yeah. So, so tell me, tell me more about like, when I think of, I've been to Vermont, but not that much. And I've been to the famous Ben and Jerry's. Factory. factory yeah when I got there I was just you know I was leading a tour as I do as a tour guide and uh-huh. I've never been there before as I do when I lead tours a lot of places I never yeah. been before and I got there and I I had there's only two times that I did or maybe three but two times for sure 
when I had a surprising amount of excitement, like I wasn't expecting to get so worked up. One was the Grand yeah. Ole Opry in Nashville and uh-huh. one was the Ben and Jerry's factory. Like I oh, yeah. got like giddy. I bought and I went to the gift shop and I bought t-shirts and pencils and stickers. I, I never buy gift shop stuff because why? But I totally did. I got a, I got a tie-dye t-shirt. And then I was like kind of heard that like tour guides get free ice cream. So I like went to the counter. I was like, hey, I brought this group. Do I get a free scoop? And they're like, no. Like, why would you? And then I was like, okay. And usually I would just walk away. But I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get some Trey Garcia and put some like, you know, half-baked on top of that. Like, I just like gave her my money. And like, I was so stoked. I loved it. So. That's amazing. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's is amazing. Um, what's funny though is that it's it's different now because um, I think it was a long time ago, now like ten years ago, it was bought by the same company as Barbie. Um, as what? As Barbie. So it's now like Barbie? a corporation. Yeah. Um, whatever they're called. And like so Mattel. It's, yes, it's owned oh. by Mattel now. And the so is? the ice cream is. But what's oh. amazing for here's a Vermont story. My uh, my dad went to UVM Medical School, yeah. and so when he was just graduating, and my mom, they actually knew Ben and Jerry and knew them when they opened their pop shop. And my mom talks about the fact that in her childhood, ice cream came like Napoleon. You got chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry. Yeah, and that them like mixing stuff into their ice cream was this like revolution, and it was so yeah. cool. And yeah. then here we are, fast forward, what, I don't know, what, 50 years, and now it's owned by Barbie. <laughs> but they keep their, like, local. It's still good, They're, like, though. such a hippie. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. But they're, like, hippie. You know, I feel like they are, like, synonymous. There's, like, there's one on Haight-Ashbury. Why? Because there's something about Ben & Jerry that's, like, representative of yeah, the, like, like cultural revolution and tie-dye yeah. and, like, blissing now. And it's, like, that's just a facade now. You're, oh. just, you're just buying a Barbie, so, an ice cream Barbie. Okay. And then, okay, that's. So what is it about Vermont that's like where like is it true like that everyone's wearing tie-dye and Birkenstocks or what's really tie-dye I would say not so much things change Birkenstocks yes I think another um, we have definitely a couple signature clothing items I would say one is clogs. (laughs) <laughs> um, everyone wears clogs. I had no idea again until I went to college in Pennsylvania with rock my clogs. So people would be like, are you a nurse? And I'd be like, no, doesn't everyone wear these to school every day? So <laughs> clogs are just by everyone. People have multiple colors, multiple patterns. Birkenstocks, definitely a yes. And in the winter, everyone wears muck boots or blunt stones. Like the amount of people, like when I go to class, those are shoes wearing blunt stones. Yes. They're like, they're actually Australian farm shoes, but God, are they <laughs> glorious in the snow. Um, and they're kind of fashionable too. They, they're a little. Tell yeah. me more. Cause I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Are they boots? They're boots. They're like brown leather boots. They're very expensive, but totally worth it. How much? Um, How, what are you talking about? 230, 300? I think they're like 250. I should know. Cause mm-hmm. I just bought a pair when I moved back this fall and was like, Oh God, I have you, to, but I don't want to. You just got right uh, on the bandwagon. Immediately. Like, I knew it was coming. They are, they are, they slip on and off. And they have oh. great traction and, oh, no and they're like, a, they're a uniform. Like it would be weird to go somewhere not wearing them. And they've kind of usurped, I feel like, or maybe it's just my age group now. It used to be what were called bean boots and that's LL bean. And, in and I feel like mm-hmm. in high school, everyone used to wear these, they were called bean boots and they're these like brown boots made by LL bean. That's a signature. Also uh, flannel, a lot mm-hmm. of flannel. I love flannel. Um, when I was going through, I think I was going through Vermont this summer. I bought a flannel. We had a – I went into a Goodwill with my tour group, and I was like, we're going to have a prom. And we got in there, 
And I was like, okay, I was like, let's just have a flannel party. Let's just <laughs> have a flannel so party. <laughs> yes. So people got, and you know what else people got? They got um, pies that were in the shape of fish. <laughs> that was a good yes, one. Yes, <laughs> because we have fish to ban. We also have a lot of um, cows because of dairy, but because of um, yeah. Woody Jackson, who is, uh, he does really beautiful prints, or like colorful prints um, of, of cows. So you can get a lot of clothing or like bags and things that have Woody Jackson cows and they're like a distinct sort of not cartoon like print painted cows cow that you'll face, see a lot it's like we're doing a profile here of a cow um they're full body so actually the ben and jerry's cows with the blue sky yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure those are woody jackson cows that makes sense I, that's the yeah. tie-dye shirt that i got i got the classic cow green grass blue sky yeah so tie-dye. again podcast i don't want to quote facts but i'm 99 sure that those are woody jackson cows and okay. so his art, if this cow art that he does, like I have two in my house. Um, <laughs> my parents also knew him back in his heyday. And um, these are originals. Alive. These are originals. And, and I have one print that I had in yeah. California. I had to order that. And then I have <laughs> one. I have one original. And then I had another original that very tragically got molded oh. while I was in California because my mom put it in the attic. And I was like, what Whoopsies. did you think was going to happen to it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Woody Jackson cows. Definitely. Um, all right. So tell me, so you are in grad school now, mm-hmm. um, but you obviously went to high school in Vermont I did. at some point. I didn't. I went to high school in New Hampshire. Oh, you're on the border. But on the border. Yeah. Okay. All right. Scratch that. But like explain to your listeners, like, what is that like being right on the border? It sounds like you're in the middle of nowhere from someone who's just, I mean, to me, it sounds like you're pretty far from uh-huh. yeah, a that's city. Fact. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, I mean, most of Vermont is about three hours from Boston and three hours from Montreal. You know, if you get down to the, you know, if you're getting up to, if you're in Burlington, you're like an hour from Montreal. If you're down, I don't know, wherever you're getting closer to Boston, you could be like two hours from Boston. But the majority of Vermont, like, you know, there's, there's, I think one airport that you could possibly fly out of, which is the Burlington airport. And most of the time it's too expensive. So yeah, it's definitely a very, very rural state but we also have a lot of legislation that intentionally protects that which is one is right. um act 250 and the vermont land trust so that is that is sort of an intentional preservation we're the only state i think that has no billboards um they cool. are still banned so the whole you, state the whole state there are absolutely no billboards wow because i'm in los angeles now and it is really billboards. out of control it's, yeah it's um it's pretty distracting actually as a driver because you're like what are they even advertising like it's like the weirdest and you're just oh yeah it's not very i mean it's just la so you, you it comes with the territory but yeah. no billboards well, la is distracting in a lot of ways that's true um <laughs> tell me more about okay so what i was hinting at was like i want to know like what did you do for fun as a teenager what do you do for fun now like how do people like to party? Because, you know, everyone, I f- feel like there's some, like, overall themes of everyone's, like, youthful experiences partying and stuff. But, like, yeah, I'm kind of fishing for, like, a very vermont Well, there's, like, I think to sum right? up the high school experience is that, you know, that that there's a, that very popular meme that's, like, remember when you told your parents you were at a sleepover, but you were actually, you were actually like, drunk in a field on vodka? Like, yeah. That, that I guess. Yeah summarizes teenhood in in so Vermont. Field. Not that you? I've ever been drunk or anything. But <laughs> um so so this is technically on the New Hampshire side. Okay. But close enough to Vermont. So for me, there's actually a specific field yeah. 
And we called it J.D. Field because J.D. Salinger, the author who wrote um, Catcher in the Rye yeah. or like Great Day for Being a Fish. Yeah. So his house, he was kind of a hermit. So he picked, of course, my town. And um, he lived up wow. on this hill. And so when I first uh, moved to that town in eighth grade, I used to ride my horse up there. And then my first like real boyfriend in high school, Chellum, took me there to ask me out. Um, when I was experimenting things like trying cigarettes, like I tried my cigarette for the first time there, um, that kind of thing. And we would totally, they, the, 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 his wife had put like, uh, it's very open to the public. You can hike all through it, put chairs on top of this, like very beautiful knoll on top of the field. So we would definitely go up and like sit in that field and you drive around in trucks a lot, back roading, that kind of thing. Interesting. (laughs) Bonfires? Sometimes. yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of swimming in rivers and streams. Nice. Um, yeah. Tubing? But I definitely think trucks at what? Tubing? Inner tubes? Definitely. Definitely tubing down the river. Definitely that a thing. That sounds so great. Yeah. Would you spend your summers in Vermont? Like, would you spend your summers at home? Um, In high school? Yeah. Not really. I feel like, not really. I went, so I guess, no. So we had a summer house in Cooperstown, New York, or we'd go to Cooperstown, New York, which is where we had lived mm-hmm. um, before. And then yeah. in high school, so the first summer was there, and then I was in England my sophomore summer, and then I was in Spain oh, yeah. my junior and senior. You're very well summer. traveled. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> we know. Yeah, you're I feel traveled. actually really spoiled saying that because I was actually in England my sophomore summer, and I was in Spain my junior yeah. and senior summer. When I look so. back on my upbringing, it's like my parents took me to go skiing quite a bit and like nice things hey, hey, I, wanted, I wanted to uh, interject. See, see how he's gonna jump in yes yeah, well, first of all i don't my my microphone wasn't muted it doesn't look like um jd salinger's girlfriend lived in the town that we grew up in oh yeah yeah the Weird. scandalous girlfriend yep the like the nurse or whatever uh joyce maynard the one who she, wrote the book oh wow yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he died, they interviewed her, I remember. Yes, so, I'm sure. Uh, hey. 2010. Mm-hmm. Weird. Is that when he died? Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. looks she looks, she looks, looks like a good-looking, like, 50-year-old woman, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if, I'm not, I don't remember, I think it was, yeah, college, so probably, like, 2010 or something. Yeah, yeah, she, it, she is about... 65 now and she was 18 when he was 53 wow whoa (laughs) wow all right i really am gonna turn off my microphone now okay okay bye i told you you he was gonna pipe in at some point yep that's crazy all right well anyway um what were we talking about before (laughs) i don't know this is so fun i feel like i just get to talk about my home for yeah that's the idea yeah what else tell me about um tell me about the breweries and tell me about what you guys like to eat what's like good what does what does everyone's mom like cook when you go over to their house like well there's so there's definitely like ca csa's at the wazoo oh god so i can say like tell me some shoot shoot spit some of the names do you you know any of the farm names so like edgewater farm which is also technically new hampshire side but like i can tell you in the fall like for dealing with ca csa's like as you get closer and closer to november you get down to like you know, in the beginning, it's delicious, like just wonderful fresh vegetables. <laughs> and by the end, you're getting these like Roots. weird, hearty, like root vegetables, like a lot of potatoes and like squash that you've Yams. never seen before. Like all these like mostly just like bizarre squashes, like 
celeriac, like all this stuff. And the goal is you have to eat it all. So you want yeah. these like crazy weird recipes. I don't know, and I don't know where like, I heard it. Maybe you told me. I, or maybe it was some comic once upon a time who said like they would grow these like giant zucchinis in their garden that they would neglect and they'd be like as big as your arm or your leg or something. And yeah. they would they would like go like go to people's houses and leave it on the front porch and like knock on the door and like run. <laughs> like, just leave, like, giant <laughs> I didn't tell you that. That's funny though. In people's yeah. houses. <laughs> but yeah. And so you have to eat it. So what are you making? Stews? What are you baking um, stuff? Soups and stews. And also like one thing we actually discovered that was delicious if anyone has ever confronted with an abundance of celeriac in their life which i don't think happens to most people can you explain what celeriac is i'm sorry i don't know what that is celeriac is a white root vegetable like yucca um yeah it kind of maybe like yucca but it's round it's a ball kind of looks like raw you gotta cook it you have to cook it it's very tough well actually no so for what we use it actually do we boil them before or we just shave them um and it's it's very intense and they're very very bitter but we yeah. make a celeriac remoulade with uh, shaved celeriac and capers and a whole lot of mayonnaise and lemon. And then we have it on grilled. It's still, you know, when you can like grill out, we have mm-hmm. it with grilled sausages. I don't know if that's normal. But yeah, there's like farmers, like even in the town where I am now, there's like a little town square and all of the like very small farms. Like, I don't even know if they would have names. Like they all come and sell their their produce and stuff. So that's definitely a thing. And then um, are they tapping maple syrup still? Not right now, but it's getting toward, well, I mean, yes, but I mean, it's not, so tapping is in the, tapping is in the fall and then sugaring is in the spring. What is the difference? So sugar, tapping is when you're literally like going out and putting the taps in the trees and collecting the the sap, right? Have you done that? Yes, I have. Cool. Um, And then in the spring is the sugaring. And that's when they boil all the basically maple water down and make it into syrup. And they do. And it's very warm and it steams. And a lot of people will have like parties at their sugar house and you put it in whiskey and you put it out on the snow and and yada, yada. So maple syrup is definitely a thing. And we also have the maple creamies, which is a signature summer thing, which is a soft serve that has uh, maple syrup in it. They're called yeah maple creamies. So that sounds good. So I didn't realize that. So the sap that comes out of the trees is actually pretty watery. Very watery. Yeah. And then it's not until this, you let it just sit in barrels all winter. And then in the spring, they collect it it and then they boil it down. Yeah. So it takes the whole winter to collect it or how long are you collecting it for? You're asking me questions. I don't know the answers to. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is that it takes like, I think, I don't know. It takes a long time to fill up. What, they literally attach metal pails with little roofs on them to yeah. the trees. And yeah. you can watch it. It's like drip, drip, yeah. drip, drip. And it takes wow. forever to fill the pails. I heard and then I don't know if shortage. they empty them. I heard like with like different kinds of bugs and like different the kinds winters. of blah, blah, blah. Like it's like there's not – it's not as uh, prevalent as it once was. Yes. So it's I believe be there more, is it's more and more expensive every year because there's not as much of it. Yes. Ex- yes. And there's someone I think who's actually suing um, – for like climate change right now because his sugaring farm is is um, is is not doing well yeah mm, okay we'll see how that goes sounds very vermonty mm-hmm. um tell me more about the beer because i because it's not that you're well at so it. we have uh what is it called hill farmstead farmstead mm-hmm. which was i think ranked as the best beer in the in the u.s and that is in northern vermont we have harpoon brewery which is one of my favorite and they have a really nice outdoor patio that's in 
Windsor, Vermont, we have Switchback Ale, Long Trail, Magic Hat, um, and a lot of like small, smaller microbreweries too. Is this a good like? Is this a good place to go meet up with your friends and and hang out for a few hours? Or definitely a lot of the breweries drink, are really drinking? fun. Day, day hangs or mm-hmm. is this an evening? Is there mostly um, day hangs? We have Upper there... Pass, which is a local to this area that I'm in now, where Vermont lies, and Upper Pass is delicious. And the people who own the brewery just opened a little cafe downtown, like a coffee shop. Nice. And it's really great because they have Taco Tuesdays and Pizza Fridays. And they make wood-fired pizzas and serve just like two or three of their beers that are divine. And it makes for a very warm and cozy Friday night. Awesome. Are there uh, are there fire pits or anything like that to hang out at? They have a wood. This is an indoor cafe. Okay. Um, uh-huh. but they have a wood uh, wood fire pizza nice. oven. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> the windows get all steamy. It's delightful. Awesome. Everyone's yeah. Everyone's wearing their. He takes off their hats. And, yeah. Is there like pits. a whole wall of coats at this place? Like, does everyone have to? The like... coats. I mean, the coat scene. Like, I actually just came from that that little party that I was at, and yeah. the the boots and coat piles get overwhelming. Like, how do you deal with that? Where yeah. do you put them? Yeah. Excellent question. No one yeah. has found out the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember my mom because I grew up in California. I've never actually. North Carolina was the closest thing ever would snow, but to be honest, the whole city would shut down and you hardly have to, like, you don't actually keep living your life. Like, everything just stops. But I remember my mom telling me, like, recess as a kid in New York was, like, such a chore because everyone had to, like, put on all their layers. And they'd still yeah. be outside. And then like, all these kids would come in and they'd have to take off all their layers and, like, lay them out so they would be dry for the walk home or whatever the heck she was doing. Yes, but, yeah. yeah, and also getting your things dry. Some people have little boot heaters in their in their house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a. It's what a about your and car? Then the salt. Do you have a? Do you have an engine mm-hmm. heater for your car to fire up your car, or does do people? You does everyone have a garage? Like, what's up with that? Oh God, I wish everyone had a garage. No, <laughs> you shovel that. Um, or <sighs> I would say also favorite pastime is the local neighbor who gets a snowblower and then yeah. does everyone's driveway as a favor, which is blessed a huge his favor. Soul, the, yeah, yeah. The, the each soul who does that, but also like he loves that thing. He yeah. loves that thing. <laughs> um, he can't get enough. Does that person have a name in your neighborhood? Is there in my neighborhood, it's actually the man who wears the sweatshirt who lives up the long driveway next to my house. Um, <laughs> you don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> I thought you lived in a small community. <laughs> um, but well, he lives. At, I mean, he's at the top of the hill. Like he he top he just drives hill. by. Sweatshirt dude, cool. cool sweatshirt cool. dude, yeah. And but uh, uh, at my mother's house, it is um. Uh, what is his name? Gail, and he's our next door neighbor, and he does our job, ah. which is very kind of him. That's awesome. Shout out, nice, yeah. um, cool. All right, so we covered a little bit of food, covered um, entertainment. Oh yeah, let's talk about like, are there is there like, are you into the music that's famous from Vermont, or are you not into that stuff? Because like, am I obsessed with fish? Yeah, like, are you obsessed with fish? I like fish kind of, very much. I feel like I you're fish not. is like a culture. I'm, I mean, I like fish. Like, Farmhouse is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, but that's but, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, so the, the level at which you can get obsessed with fish. Like, have I yeah. ever, like, driven around in a converted school bus, like, baking bread following fish for the summer? No, I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's another kind of famous um, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. I know Grace is, Potter and the Nocturnals. Yeah, so they're from the Vermont, and they're they're super great. Isn't she um, blind or something? I don't know. Good I question. I made that up, maybe. 
You might have. I think you might she, have. She, they used to, when I was in college, they used to tour with Warren Haynes and I would go see them because we would, I don't know, my friends would like that kind of stuff. But yeah. she's very cool. She's like a rock, rock star. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Um, and then. Well, that's a good one. We have, we have like, um, the Shelburne Museum with Ben and Jerry's. They put on some really fun concerts. Mm-hmm. Like we have, uh, Sylvan Esso is coming this summer and Lord, uh, Huron, is that how you say his last name? Lord Huron, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. He's the one who's a she lit a fire. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Some really great, yeah. <laughs> great concerts. And you have that festival that I've always wanted to go to, that Definitely one. Gathering. Yeah. I've always wanted yes, to go to I that. I know. I actually was going to text you about it, but it's in July and I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be able to go. I never get to go to that stuff. Yeah. Well, next year. Oh, I told, um, I told Tim Knight about that and I was mm-hmm. like, I was and I was like, yeah, because he likes that kind of music too. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, that sounds like a Lyme disease like festival. And I'm like, good point. Yeah, is that and he it? has a fear of I think of Lyme disease now too. Well, I mean, it's warranted, but um, is yeah, that, definitely. Is that like something you were told? Like you got to like stuff your pants and your socks when you go outside and stuff like that growing up, or was well, it just, like, I mean, whatever? it's interesting because I think it's one of those things in the same way that I, I so I actually had an experience with it this fall, which was so interesting for just like I don't know understanding like where you're from and your relevance to it and I think it's sort of like when I go to tropical places and I'm petrified of tarantulas mm-hmm. and poisonous snakes but people who grew up there are like it's a tarantula like there's tarantulas yeah. and so in yeah. the same way I think like I know like do I stuff my pants and stuff no like maybe if we have a really bad tick season but you check yourself for ticks when you come back from a hike a hundred percent and, and do you have tick seasons that are worse than other tick seasons? Yes, they vary. So, like, this past summer, we had a really bad tick season. Yikes. Um, And they now carry, like, new diseases in addition to Lyme. But the good thing yeah. about that is that if you get – you have to get the whole whole thing. But if yeah. you get a tick – so if you're checking yourself or, like, you shower that night after hiking and you make sure you're really, like, checking your body, if you get it off your body within, I think, 19 hours, it does not transmit – uh, Lyme disease or the other yeah. diseases, you. But you have to get it within yeah. within that that time zone, or you're you're done. And so, for example, um, my roommate got a puppy this past fall. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna ask dogs. Like dogs you have to check dogs, but they have house. they get tick like tick gel basically that you put down their back and it kills them instantly. So she had not done that because she's not from here. She's from California. And, um, and I didn't think about it because I've always had dogs that you don't have to worry about ticks on them because they die. Um, and so I didn't think about it. And so like, there was just this one day that there was like ticks like all over the house and it was like, what the heck? And my roommate got bit by one. And, and also the other thing is if you catch Lyme disease early enough, it just takes antibiotics. Like Lyme disease is very unfortunate because first you have to get bit and not see it. Yeah. Then you have to then you have to have it be a tick that carries it, which like thankfully is like pretty rare. And yeah. then you have to not catch it and not take antibiotics. And most yeah, of the time, but that's like, all like new information. Like that's all like within like the last five or six years. Like no, that's been my like, whole that you can take antibiotics for it. Yeah, no, definitely not. Like you could you've always been able to take antibiotics for it. Okay, but you have to know what it is first. You didn't know that getting a tick bite can give you Lyme disease and you have yeah. to look like a lot of times it causes a ring. But for example, like my roommate being from California lost her mind. Like she was so freaked out, which yeah. I was totally empathetic to. Cause I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Like 
to you this is this really scary bug that could give you a disease like of course to me it's like whatever it's a tick to her like if i went to a foreign she was thinking like if it bites her at all she's like donezo right so she just went to the doctor and took the antibiotics before it even had a chance to make to like you know wait and see like the signs or anything yeah so the the, good to know yeah and people do get lyme disease like you have to be careful yeah, yeah um, for sure, for sure. For sure, because you can totally miss a tick, and they can fall off, and, you know, it can be, like, you know, on the back or your back or something. You don't see the red circle that it makes when it's right. Lyme, and then you have Lyme Well, disease. that's the thing about, like, just being in the U.S. and, like, between us as peers and our friends that we all travel so much all over the world. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of our family and friends' concerns is, like, what if you get sick? What if you get bit by a bug? And it's, like, warranted. Like, that's definitely a chance. Like, we've had friends that have gotten dengue and all sorts of different things but also like just being in the u.s like you have the risk of lyme disease west nile disease all different sorts of yeah my friend got malaria in the u.s no when she was in molly yeah she got malaria and she like went off the face of the earth for a week because she was like didn't realize didn't catch it early enough and was hospitalized for like a week on my first tour group trip leading a tour I had a girl come up to me and she was, she was European and she'd just been in South Africa and she told me that she had malaria. She was like convinced. And I was like, "Mm, okay. I thought she was going to be pregnant. I was like, you're just, (laughs) she's like, I have headaches and I'm throwing up. And I'm like, okay, like I'll take you to the hospital. It's malaria or a baby, one or the other. She didn't have either. She was fine. But I mean, I was just like, that's just seems so, yeah, but it happens. People. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. we've, we've had friends who've gotten, yeah, all those yeah. things. Um, Cool, cool. So dangerous bugs, but preventable. Just keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Um, did you ever, did you ever go up to Montreal to Canada as a teenager to party and stuff? Yes, yeah, sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> That's a good answer because I never, I went to Tijuana once as a 19 year old <laughs> and it was like so weird. Um, yeah, it wasn't super exciting, but you would yeah. go up there. Would you go to Montreal? Sometimes. Would you just like cross the, last- the border? To Montreal. The last time I went was when, and this is perfectly legal, when I was I was over 21, but I have a group of six best friends, and some of us were still under 21. I think it was my sophomore, junior year in college, yeah. maybe even senior year, you know, like when everyone's on the brink. Yeah. So we went to Montreal for New Year's Eve, and there was oh, a snowstorm, and we had so much fun, but I won't go into details. It was a wild no, go vacation. into details. It was just wild. We, we wound up, so like we didn't buy tickets for a club. So yeah. we wound up like asking around and two of my friends like figured out this place that someone told them and they wouldn't tell us. They were like, we found this really cool club. We found this really cool club. So they take it to us. It take us to it. And yeah. it is like a heavy metal, yeah. like all red lighting, giant spiders on the wall, like dungeon, <laughs> like all these like super like heavy metal club. Like they played the final countdown. And basically, fast forward through the evening. I mean, you can just imagine. You have six, like, 20, 21-year-old girls in a heavy metal club, seven floors. We had one friend carried out by the bouncers. Like, the rest of us stayed. There was a mosh pit at the end. Like, injuries happened. Like, we got in it, though. Like, it was a full-on mosh pit. It was was just a while. It was a while. It was one of those Montreal. Yeah. (laughs) And the first night, of course, there was, like, six feet of snow. So, like, even getting into the apartment and, like, parking was, like, very treacherous, like, near-death experience. But um, Montreal is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it is funny because it's, it's, like, so close to us. And especially when you're in Northern Vermont, it's, like, three hours. for me, it's about three hours. And from Burlington, which is, like, the the city where a lot of people, city, quote-unquote, live, it's, like, an hour. And it's funny because – Is Burlington the biggest city in Vermont? 
I'm not sure if that's like statistically, but yeah, Montpelier and Burlington. Montpelier. It has Montpelier is yeah, the capital. There's nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Montpelier is the capital. Burlington has to be the biggest city in Vermont for sure. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um and so not big. Not a lot of people in Vermont. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of humans. But um Montreal is very French, which is so it's interesting. Yeah, I know. I, the first time I went there, I was actually – oh, there's, like, a siren going off. Um, I was actually very surprised – hold on. Boop, boop. Um, just how French it was. I had no idea. But anyway, more about Vermont. Um, so are there are there multiple ski parks that you like to go to, resorts, or is it just, like, the one that – and you like, will you bump into friends and stuff when you go there? or And how often do you go? Just, like, once mm-hmm. a year, twice a year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a season pass – Nice. to Killington. Oh, and so do I actually cuz I got that epic pass. <laughs> oh my god, you should come. I would love to. I kind of got a job, so I kind of screwed up, but yeah. I know we have to at some point talk about your job by the way, but um uh, it's not that great. But yeah, go ahead. But you're in yeah. really cool um, hotels and stuff. Um yeah, so I I go to Killington and the truth of the matter is I have not been very much this year because you're work you're surprised I'm in law school and it's yeah. really hard and takes up all my time. Yeah. Um and like I work on Sundays. Like Sunday I don't even consider it to be it's like my work from home day. I get excited about it because I don't have to walk to campus, but I'm still I still work like 8 to 10 hours on Sundays. How many um how many people are in your like uh do you when you go to classes are all the same faces or are you hopping around to different classes or is everyone kind of in it to get their law degree and you so, like, see the same people? Originally we had for the first year of Vermont Law School what were called cohorts. So you're the class yeah. divided into two. I remember um, that. and the cohorts would be very like sort of families and get very, you know, sort of have all their inside information, everything. But for the second semester, because we're the first class that's expanded, we're much bigger. I think there's like almost two hundred of us. So the second semester Almost two hundred? Yeah, we're huge. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, and so they've now split us up so that we're all together, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah. But this school, I mean, I feel like Vermont is, is, I've always, like, I feel like sometimes, like, with G, when people think like, it's just such, like, an ancestral small community, and I'd be like, yeah, it's all I've ever lived in. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I feel like Vermont Law School, I think we have 400 students or something. Yeah. And to me, that's, like, rather large. Wow, that is really not large. That's like it's my not. senior class of high school. I think we were right. like two seventy or something. Right, and but my entire my entire high school was three hundred, and we got bigger. So I think our original freshman class was fifty, and we maxed out at one hundred our senior year. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's very uniforms? that's were very normal. Boys at your my here, how about this? So my eighth grade graduating class was forty. And uh, my fourth grade class, I went to a Is private public school. school or private school? Public okay. school was 40. Okay. 40. I went to a 40. That was my, that was a full two towns combined. Like, yeah, was 40. Oh, when I, when like. And we were a big <laughs> like, class. Like I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting to know you better, even though we've been friends for probably three years, four years. Yeah. But like, and like, I know you from your California setting and you don't really talk about these things too much, but like, that's really small, Julia, like 40 people in your eighth grade class. There were yeah. at least like 500. I mean, probably the same as yikes. Like, I don't know, 200 probably at least in my eighth grade class. 40? Yeah. Well, you know, 
40 and you know what's actually really funny that i feel like i actually have more appreciation for retrospectively yeah because because i've i did i have like traveled and it's not like i grew up like in a small town and never left it until I went to like the big city of San Francisco. But I will say that like, I knew that I missed community when I went to San Francisco and like, I had that craving to come back to Vermont. But now that I'm here and I'm back home and I'm like in my, I have my home community that already existed. And I'm now in this very small school where people, because they're, they're foreign to Vermont talk a lot about this culture and the smallness of it. I'm like, I, it was kind of amazing that I just like went and lived in San Francisco and like wasn't completely, I mean, I'm not saying it was perfect. Like, I'm not saying it didn't get a little wild, but like I yeah. just like, rocked like a big city and like yeah. came from like very much like small town girl to the big no, city I had and, no and idea. survived it fine. Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. Little, like having have met you and spent time with you. I had no idea how, like, I you, I knew you were from Vermont, but I didn't realize how tiny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny you're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, 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 very. So, teeny, tiny. wait. So, were your peers like what? Like, okay, I know your dad. You just mentioned your dad. Your dad's a doctor. Would you just say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your dad's a doctor. Your mom, I'm guessing, is a lawyer. Teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, is everyone's because you're in Vermont? Is everyone's mom and dad lawyers and doctors and like pediatricians and dentists or like just the spoiled privileged children like me? Yeah. Um. No, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a very agricultural state. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, you know, there's teachers and doctors and lawyers and <laughs> there's also like people take the trash out and, and people waitress and all, all of it's the like things. It's like Mr. Rogers. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's less, um, like industrial sort of like office buildings where people do like insurance, like, but like, you know, when places employ like hundreds of insurance people, like Connecticut or something like that, yeah. that, that kind of infrastructure doesn't really exist as much here. So you have to kind of already be well to do to even live in Vermont. Kind of seems like it because there doesn't um, think there's factories. Are there factories? I don't think we have a lot of factories. I do think though, the there's agricultural thing, factory. there's definitely the agricultural thing. And then there's also a poverty level with the lack of employment options. So that is a substantial thing is like there isn't sort of like middle class, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know, the more there's there's less there's definitely like, I think, less infrastructure in that way. And that's something that they I think are the government is like concerned about and working on. So I'm I'm not sure how Vermont actually ranks like affluence wise. Yeah, yeah. I can think of other I feel like New England in general is known for being a very affluent area. But I think Vermont is sort of a very rural farming salt of the earth down to earth place and when i think of that sort of like affluent new england small town thing i more think of like massachusetts or particularly connecticut where it's like a lot of people who like think they live in small towns but like everyone's parents makes over five hundred thousand dollars a year and or you know something like that where so yeah i think um here there's definitely more of a yeah there's also a down to earth and i think it's one thing that i think is a really cultural interesting difference is that there's i feel like sometimes when people i talk about being from Vermont, people be like what did you do like what do you do yeah and no so that's what i'm curious yeah, yeah, yeah and i think that i've always found that interesting and again i think coming back here and especially now having like lived in san francisco where there was so much to do is that yeah. there's a really interesting thing that i don't think is talked about that much is that we have a much less significant consumer culture and yeah. Especially, I think, with the starkness of now being in school with people who aren't from here, it makes it more clear. Like, they want to go shopping and as an activity. 
And yeah. there's this consumer culture where like, if you're not buying things, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, if you're not yeah. purchasing things and yeah. I find really interesting that like we, I mean, I do a lot of outdoor, I think Vermonters are naturally outdoorsy because, you know, there aren't really malls and, and shopping and, and yeah. And it's like, what do you people, do? You go on a hike, you go fishing, you go on a like, hike, what you do you go do? Fishing, you go tubing, like you get like, in your kayak, whatever. Your, yeah. Like whatever you do, you do. Um, and everyone has a dog and I feel like there's a lot more like community oriented, like, you know, there'll be a concert on the green or I don't know, like just less consumer culture and you cook a lot more because there aren't very many restaurants. Wow. Like, yeah, it you really can't, feels like, that way. Yeah. yeah. And you don't, you can't really go get like, I don't have any place in town where I could go get a slice of pizza or sushi or like get some, I don't know, like get a bubble tea, like all of those things like aren't yeah. available to me. <laughs> at all like there's literally there's a there's like a tavern that no offense tavern not the greatest food and that and then the place that does pizza on friday and yeah tacos on tuesday but those are the only places in town that i could go eat i could oh, go to so the tavern. You're, saying, you're saying that if it's not tuesday there are no tacos there is no that place only serves dinner t- two nights a week oh 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 i get it okay okay yeah okay. i oh, didn't really actually, understand really that earlier place, i feel bad there's a really good place called worthy burger but their burgers yeah. and it's an amazing place to go but their burgers are like and it's all local stuff but it's like 15 bucks so there's also that of like you're at you have people over a lot more often and you cook a lot more because there yeah. aren't those alternatives and i think we get used i certainly did in san francisco to like i get well, we don't have trader joe's either so like either frozen food or just like getting you know getting i don't know like sushi or like pho or like something quickly easily delivered to your doorstep or right around the corner for dinner and you can't do work. that here yeah um, I have a question. Does, uh, have you or anyone in your family ever bought like a section of a cow and just like kept it in the freezer and then like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, I always have wished that I was from one of those families, but no, not my family. But you, you're familiar with the, with although this. we did when we were little, when my parents were like going, I mean, when I was very little, when my parents were going through their, their like hippie phase we did have 40 sheep and a horse named houdini and we did kill we did kill and eat the sheep oh like multiple times not just a one-off i'm not sure about the statistics on that but my mom always <laughs> talks about particularly killing one and then yeah not able to eat it because she really liked it wait but... so so growing so and then you guys phased out the horse and the sheep over time we, uh, we, that was phased out even by the time I was like five. So that was like, I think before having kids. And then I think when they okay. had my brother and I, it was like, this is really overwhelming. This is too much. <laughs> and like, and they were, they were still like, we were never like living off the sheep. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. sort of a hobby farm. And so then that, that phased out. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. That's, yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh but there's God, a lot of awesome. agricultural stuff that stays present in your life that I think is probably for a lot of rural people of just like, I don't know, we buy like I buy milk and this is, I think, not normal in other parts of the country. I buy milk. And of course, I went the dairy that I buy my milk from, like I went to high school with all of them. So I know where my milk is coming from. And then they yeah. come in glass containers and I wash yeah. that glass container and I return it to the store and they give me yeah. a dollar back for my glass bottle. And it was funny because, again, things that, like, people don't realize. My roommate, who's from California, again, like, this contrast of realizing it from being in school. And so she was like, yeah, but it's so expensive when you buy McNamara, which is the milk that I buy. And I was yes. like, yeah, it's not, though, because you just have to – you just get a dollar back. Like, you just have to wash the bottle. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh. it's a dollar more expensive 
every then time your you regular get a new glass milk, bottle. Because you get in a glass bottle, you wash it and you return it. And she was like, where do you return it? You have to drive to the dairy. And I was like, no, whoever no. sells it takes the bottles back. <laughs> and this was like news to her. And to me, it was just like, you buy your Normal. milk, you wash the bottle. And when you go grocery shopping... You like do it in, or me when you're poor, I love to collect them. And then yeah. when I like really need 10 bucks, I'm like, all the bottles, all the bottles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got yeah. a question. When you turn in your recycling in Vermont, do you get cash back or is it just, uh, you got to pay for someone to come get your recycling? Uh, we pay for someone to come get our recycling, but I think you can go cash it in too. Yeah. 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 You yeah. could do that in Northern California. And then you could not do that in the South when I lived in North Carolina. And it kind of blew my mind because I was so used to that being like my beer money. It's like, you well, would, like, home girl. All bottles. Also, we get so spoiled in California with how well we recycle. Like right now, That's true. I was listening to VPR the other day and they're trying to ban plastic bags. And it's like the world is ending. And this idea, like how well we treat the environment. We got rid of plastic bags in San Francisco a long time ago. Oh my God. Ages ago. And, yeah. and it was not a thing to me. Again, like I, it was not a thing to me. I stopped needing bags. And then when I came back here, like, they, you buy gum and they put it in a plastic bag. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? And then yeah. having these conversations of the guy being like, other states have done this. Like, you can actually – states can live without plastic bags. And it's like, whoa. whoa no. So you're saying it's – so you're saying it is kind of a mind-blowing thing for Vermont even to get rid of plastic bags. Yes. California so recycles like absolutely yeah. so superiorly to – we also don't have compost. Like, you have to have your you own You don't compost. in Vermont? We do not have – you don't get your – it's – dude, I'm telling you, California is so ahead of the curve. You do not get yeah. your compost taken out. And so – It's not like, all of California, just to be clear. It's, like, the Bay and, like, San Francisco. Oh, it's just San Francisco. And, like, NorCal, like, where I went to school, it was, like, pretty of prevalent. Of course. But um, California is a big place. But that kind of – that does kind of surprise me because I feel like – I really do feel like there's, like, this crunchy granola hippie – vermont thing going on and i would kind of feel like they would have their act together when it came to stuff like that well there is in some ways and then i think that a lot of people have like their backyard garden and so they compost but for example i am a sinner i live in a house but it's like an apartment and so we don't have i don't have i don't compost because i don't have anywhere to dump my compost right you're like yeah you're living in an apartment still yeah yeah um, cool. but a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So to wrap up, to wrap this up, I love to ask my guests about like their living situation. Cause like a lot mm-hmm. of us are still, you know, single or, you know, dating somebody, but yeah. we're still like, you know, we're not like some of my friends, my age are homeowners and that's great. Uh-huh. I'll talk to them later, but like, congrats just to them. Kind of, yeah. Congrats to them. <laughs> but like, <laughs> where, like, wh- what is your living situation? Especially since you're a student. And you just hinted out that you're living in an apartment, but it sounds like maybe it's like a converted apartment from a bigger house. Maybe It's a converted. So I live on the second floor of what would be like a family house. So I have a two bedroom apartment to yourself. And no, I have okay. a roommate. She's at the gym. <laughs> um, and like, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think shock factor, we pay 500 a month. Ooh. Rent is cheap. Ooh. And I live right next to campus. It's like a four-minute walk to campus. And then we have the downstairs, which is, like, totally separated by doors. So I guess it's yeah. like a duplex, except that it's a second floor, first floor. But from the outside, you would think that, like, a nice little family lived here. Right. But actually, it's two separate apartments. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm surrounded by my house plants. Yeah. I have a nice lampshade that was painted uh, by by this guy named Ken. He owns landscapes in White River Junction, Vermont, and it's very pretty, hand painted. Nice. Um, do you have like um, what's your kitchen like? Is this like a wood floor situation? Like what's all going wood on? floors, all wood uh-huh. floors. 
big um, like big old windows that are like creakety to open kind of thing going on or so i think like if we were talking about like my mom's house like talk about just like so like my mom's house is like a federal brick colonial i think it was built like literally in the 1700s house and like the windows my god like just the cracks this is a little more like it's been renovated so our windows are not as nice yeah i will say people really value so i don't know if you know this but glass because it's actually a liquid yeah yeah um, yeah it gets thicker at the bottom the bottom yeah Yeah. and so in my house like you can actually see that and people really value that and it's hard when you get new windows so like i value that that they value old windows yeah, it's a very beautiful look. It gives like a vintage, like real look instead of this new bullshit. Because the and windows so, like, are like a hundred fifty years old. Yeah, so these windows, I have nice. You know, there's no these windows are even. There's there's no river of glass at the bottom. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> these are yeah. new. These are new windows. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but that's better for like warmth than like climate control correct oh god you have no idea i yeah. i like my mom always wants me to sorry if my mom ever listens to this but my mom always wants me to spend the night and her house and she keeps the heat up drafty. Like it, it's just so drafty it is so cold and this apartment like keep like it's so nice to just be warm like there's no especially when you're trying to study and like get a degree you can't oh. be worried about staying warm at night i'm sorry i know well it's not so much the night thing because you get under the blankets it's more just like I'll go over for dinner and like my hand, it's subtle and you get used to it. Like I grew up in that house and I was never aware of it. But yeah. once you've lived in warmth, you, you know, and you look back, like, like my hands I lived and feet in, I grew up in a really drafty cold, cold house too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In Mill Valley. In the woods. Though. The drafty the, bay. The no, drafty it's cold. Sub-zero I mean, that, bay. It's why true. Do you it think does get cold. I look cold. so young still. It's because of the air conditioned. Like, oh, my parents had to get a new um, water heater and a new, like, heating system this year. And the guy tried to sell them air conditioning, and my mom just, like, laughed in his face. She's like, no. <laughs> like, <maybe laughs> you do not need air conditioning four, in San once Francisco. Once every four years for, like, two days, it's, like, quote-unquote hot. And, like, Although, do year. you remember, like, 2016, maybe, when it yeah. went, like, over 100? Yes, I remember. That was I remember. brutal. I remember posting about it on the internet and just being like, all the windows of my house are open, all the doors are open, it's hot at my house, and it, like, has never been hot at my house, like, that I could ever remember. It was, yeah. yeah. It was, like, late summer, I remember. It was, I was late already, summer. I was already I done was, with work, I think. Yeah. I went to a birthday party, and we went to, was it called The Page? That, like, really cozy on DeViz. Uh-huh. And it's like a really cozy sort of like armchair bar. And yeah. we got in there and it was so hot that so I didn't feel that I left. And I took an Uber directly to Target and they were completely sold out of fans. And I got home to my apartment. And if you remember, <laughs> it was like one of those classic railroad apartments. And my window yeah. faced like the other apartment building. So there's no draft happening. And I took my space heater apart and removed <gasps> the heating coils and put it back together to make a fan. Wow. And then took a cookie sheet. And took all of the ice packs out of the freezer and laid them wow. on the in front of the fan. And I've never been so proud of myself or slept <laughs> so much like a baby in my entire life after like 48 you. hours of it being so hot in that apartment. Yeah, that's – yeah, because nobody in the Bay has air conditioning. There is no reason for it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. All right, cool. So, yeah, I love hearing about your living stitch. Do you have a pet? I think you have a dog, right? Um, Dog is gone, Aww. sadly missed. But my roommate that I had last semester has moved on. She has a uh, SIP in Albany. And so that was Violet. And she's gone, and I miss her. 
Oh, <laughs> that was Violet the dog. Is that what you said? Yeah, Violet the dog is gone. For a second, I thought you said that was Violet, and I was like, "What?" Okay, no. Oh Violet no, no, the she's dog. just she's just gone. But I'll get a dog oh. at some point. I still have Coco, which is um. So one what's of my the what's the what's the dog ratio here? Like in Vermont, like everybody has a dog, pretty much. I'd say three to one. It's like cars in L.A. <laughs> Like there are more dogs than people. And are these like are these like rescue dogs? Are there pit bulls walking around, or are these like bougie like nice dogs? All of what the above. All of the I would above. say definitely a lot of pit bulls because they're just popular. Right are there now. like Airedales? I feel like there's like some Airedales running around. Girl, I don't even know what Airedale is. It's a fancy dog. <laughs> no, people have like labs. Labs. I can see like, that. Good. You need like good, good outdoor dogs. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good black labs. Yeah, a lot of black them. labs. A yeah. lot of black labs. Those dogs are great, but they stay like puppies like till they're like five. So like I don't know. Like they'll like jump on you and stuff and like they're very I think they're kinda hard to train, but that's just me. Or maybe just all my friends who had labs, I was like much younger. I think they're probably bad off. at training them because labs are super trainable. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So is that what you're leaning towards? Lab? Yes. Um so my roommates my roommate my roommate's dog. Um, she got it for free because they just had extra ones. And she's a Vishla lab mix. Uh-huh. Um, so she looks mostly like a lab, except she's kind of long for a lab. Like, you're kind of look at her and you're like, you're a weird looking lab. But not enough yeah. that you're like, oh, because you're not a lab. Yeah. Um, so, and I loved her. Love her so much. And so I'm hoping that my yeah. third year, when I have more time and, like, can actually have a dog. Because it is really hard. Are you, like, is your degree going to be a four-year degree? It's a three-year degree. Three-degree, okay, three years. So on the way out, you're going to get a dog. For the last year, yeah. And then, which is probably not the best time. But I just feel like, realistically, like, it was hard for my roommate last semester. Like, it is really hard in school to have a dog. I don't think I could yeah. take care of one properly. Yeah. And yeah. you're just, like, up at 5 a.m. and you're already tired. Like, it was, even just having her have a puppy was really hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get that. Cool, man. All right, cool. Well, anything else you want to add about about Vermont? Are you trying to – oh, here, I got a question about it. Like, when – do you feel like – what do you call them, Vermonters? When yeah. people move to Vermont, are Vermonters, like, kind of giving people the cold shoulder, or do they welcome newcomers? Or is it, like, if you aren't, like, third, fourth generation, like, you're never going to be a real Vermonter? You're not considered vibe? a Vermonter unless you're fifth generation. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. yeah. What generation Which, are you? I'm technically a fifth generation. Oh. But, I mean, like, we're talking modern times, so it's, like, a little bit com- – I think I might be fourth generation. Yeah. But it's kind of weird because, like, my grandparents on my dad's side, which is where I get my Vermont heritage from, yeah. both grew up in Vermont. But then – so it's, like, a little bit hard because I think you're supposed to have, like, been here. Like, you're supposed to have had a farm for five generations or something. Yeah. But then my – they both lived in New York City. My dad was completely raised in New York City. Ah. And then didn't and then come came back. back to Vermont. Or never – I mean, he'd spend the summers in Vermont. But, like – Raised in New York City, was a New Yorker, came yeah. back to medical school here and stayed. So yeah. therefore, because my grandparents and their grandparents, like, I get that connection. But in a way, like, my dad was from New York. But it's like, like a little bit of a cheat. Yeah. It's a little bit of a cheat. So, cool. but like, technically, yeah, I'm definitely like, definitely got some generations. But wait, what's the vibe, though? If you, I mean, if you are, if you are a newcomer. Are you coming there for school? I mean, are people nice or are people? I think we're super nice. I think there's also, they're definitely super nice, super welcoming. Um, And like anywhere, like in this modern age, like who's really a Vermonter? Yeah. That being said, I definitely think, you know, there's things that go with living in Vermont because it is like 
there's long winters and there's a lot of just like cultural stuff and living in a rural area. So people so don't really hack it. Like they'll come try it for school and then eh, not that they don't it. hack it, but there's a lot of local eye rolls of them not getting stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like complaining yeah. about stuff that gets a lot of like, oh, you're not a Vermonter eye rolls. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But they don't know <laughs> that. But they, yeah, the people who aren't Vermonters don't get it. They don't know. Yeah. But I definitely, <laughs> like, at know. a local, I've definitely rolled my eyes with the bartender, like, multiple times. <laughs> like. <laughs> gotcha. 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 Yeah. No, right, cool. like an asshole. That's fine. Um, cool. Oh, so what is, so other than beer, is there, like, do people like to drink more whiskey than vodka? Like, what are people drinking at the bars there in Vermont? I don't know. I think, huh. I don't know. Okay. For hard alcohol? I don't know. We have like we have some yeah. local made gin and stuff and, and also oh, yeah. vodka. Silo. Oh, so there's like those distilleries popping up? We have we have a couple of distilleries. We have Bear Hill Gin, which is actually absolutely delicious. And we have Silo Vodka, which is ridiculously expensive. Um but I don't know if they're like I don't know if we have a preference for any hard yeah. alcohol. Gotcha. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty good. Um, you yeah. feel good about it? Yeah, I feel great. I feel like it was really cool. to. I just, I also feel weirdly guilty because I'm like, I just talked for like an hour about myself. No, it's great. <laughs> that's the whole point. I think like as some as for me, as like a podcast host trying to be one, it's a topic in which I don't have to ask a lot of questions or really beg, like pull stuff out of people because you're just talking about yourself your home yeah that's easy and I think a lot I mean we have been around the U.S. so much and I think we often forget that a lot of people have not um so what's kind of like oh yeah sure of course da 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 like for us especially new information for other people for traveling I was thinking about like how cool like if people had this podcast like if you were on a cross-country trip with your adventures like how cool if every state you got to yeah you'd be like okay guys like, like a we're local. in North Dakota like let's listen to Rebecca the old g-guides like North Dakota interview like if you're yeah. on a road trip or something that's like, kind of a problem to- I don't really have a North Dakota it's like West Virginia North Dakota South Dakota I'm like Ey. but I think West, I have most what is it covered. West Virginia West Virginia North Dakota South Dakota and like maybe I have South Dakota for you if you need okay. it. Okay, I have well, Mississippi I, yeah, too. I'll keep in touch with you because the idea is that it's like close friends. So I'm hoping like if I if I don't have someone, maybe I can have like a third party that I'm close with, and then they're interviewing their close friends. So it's like a trifecta. I so definitely it keeps it light. Yeah, I mean, if you ha- any have any missing states, like check with me, and I definitely have. Like, I would right. say that Nick Fiscal, who is one of my really good friends in San Francisco, is from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And like, oh, you would really like good. him. I'm surprised if you, like, you might have even met. Maybe you haven't. But, like, very good <laughs> friend. And cool. one of my new good friends here is from Mississippi. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But key, I'm trying to find people who are currently living in those places, which is not so easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And neither of them are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. Well, anyway, that is hard. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you like the idea across state lines. Um, yeah. We'll work on getting this released. And um, What are you doing I'll- for Alaska? Um, Alaska, I have this, this couple, they're a military couple. They lived in South Korea together for years. Mm-hmm. And then we met on a sailing trip in, um, uh, Thailand and they mm-hmm. have been stationed in, um, you know, Juneau or wherever, Anchor, whatever is up there. And that's so um, Alaskan. And Typical. they live up, they live up there. They've been up there since I've probably only been up there like six months, but, um, yeah. Or that's all it if, takes. If that doesn't work out, like I, I have friends that have guided up there, but I'd rather I'd rather interview this couple that lives there. Uh, um, I, yeah. have a, I have a good friend who's from 
Alaska, I can interview him if you can't get the cup. There you go. See? Right. Somebody knows somebody. It'll somebody knows somebody. All right. Sweet. Um, Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. <sighs> Thank you, Julia. Okay, um, thanks. Yeah, everything's good for me. I will, if you want to just talk about, like, personal stuff later, give me a call. Okay. Yeah, I do, for sure. <laughs> okay, um, just, text, okay. just text me. We can talk next week or something. Okay, okay, sounds good. Okay, miss you. Okay, bye. Bye. If you liked our show, please subscribe to the Across State Lines podcast on iTunes. If you want to check out the show on YouTube, you can find a link to our YouTube channel at the show's official Instagram. That's Instagram.com forward slash USA podcast. And our official website is acrossstatelines.podbean.com. There you can find an XML feed for our show. The opening music for the show is titled As I Figure... It's by Kevin McLeod and was downloaded from Incompetech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Thank you for listening.